You're listening to True Story, a night of true tales told to friends. The following story was submitted from Calgary, Alberta. It was told at a storytelling party where the theme was Close Calls. Many, many moons ago, really dark and stormy Sunday afternoon, I was, I was hurting pretty bad because I kind of blacked out the day before. And uh, I was with a bunch of my rugby alumnus, very encouraging and uh, very supportive. When I woke up the next day, I, I w- had won a stainless steel thermos. I don't know if that was a prize or I just stole from someone, but it was a prize that I took home. So at the, at the pub, I was like rubbing it in everyone's face that I got a trophy. And I was letting everybody know that I was king of the world. With that festive environment, um, I started drinking the uh, all-day happy hour jugs at a very rapid pace. It just so happened that it was also the wing night and a uh, wing day for 25 cents. You could get a chicken wing and a minimum order of 10, 10 chicken wings of your flavor. Uh, I like to combine flavors, so I took a teriyaki hot or teriyaki mild, put them together, boom, delicious and tangy. Um, that's just something you could take home with you tonight. Because I find when you eat teriyaki, it usually gets cold rather quick, but you put some hot sauce in there, you get some longevity out of your wings. We're going to learn stuff today. Yeah. And so I had my wings, and I was drinking, and we were like rugby guys, we're all drinking, and we're just ordering these pitchers of beer at like, I don't know, four in the afternoon or whatever the time was. My mind is cloudy, so I can't really focus on details, but I remember I was having fun. And I also had, like, in the back of my mind, I, like, I knew I was forgetting one thing on Sunday, and I couldn't remember what it was. So it was kind of, like, troubling me a bit, but we were having fun. And then the bill came, and then everybody wanted me to pay for all the beer. And I thought, that was ridiculous for a champion, a thermos champion like myself. You're going to punish me? And they said, no, Jeremy, everyone else here is drinking iced tea. And then I realized I was pretty shit-faced. I had, uh... Drank three pitchers of beer in a very condensed amount of time. And we had to hurry to get back to Calgary area. So we piled into the van. But the van was a bit of a mess uh, because we had, like, a lot of hydration going into it. So there's a lot of uh, empty uh, cans and bottles of uh, recyclable donations. You know, like, it's, it was a very lucrative van if you were to break into it and you were into recycling. You could get some really cool shit afterwards. So we're getting rid of it, and then we come across one, like, three-quarters full, two-sixths of rye. And then in our, in, our, in our scavenging, we also found, like, four cans of Red Bull. And sometimes when I drink, I like to be a scientist and conduct experiments, right? And it just so happened, I was worrying what the volume capacity of the thermos was. It turns out it is exactly three-quarters of a two-sixths of rye and four Red Bulls. And like I said, my friends are supportive. They're like, Jeremy, you got to drink that. I'm like, you bet your ass I will. So I took a sip and they said, can you go faster? I'm like, Jeremy can go faster. So I'm pounding this Red Bull rye whiskey energy drink as fast as I can enjoying life on a Sunday, right? And uh, this is a very important detail. I don't know if you know this about the main ingredient in rye is that it is alcohol. Right? <laughs> And one of the main ingredients in Red Bull is caffeine. And alcohol is a diuretic. Caffeine is another diuretic. You put two and two together and you get 
a close call. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it gets worse. So I finish off this thermos of hate. I put it back, and I was getting kind of groggy from the beer, but the Red Bull just really lifted me up because that energy just kept boosting up, and I'm giving an alert. But also the whiskey, which is the more powerful booze, is now taking over. And I can feel myself getting drunker and drunker, but instead of getting tired and passing out and recovering, I just get more and more energy and more and more bad ideas. We're driving the van. You know what? We have to go to the bathroom. No, we don't have to stop. Hold the door open. No one dies. We keep going. We're driving, we're driving. There's a bit of a fuzzy period. I don't know. I have a Rod Stewart's greatest hit CD. I'm not sure why I bought it. It's a very powerful drug. And I get a, I get a phone call about like half hour from, from home. It's my friend Groucho. And he's like, hey, Jeremy, uh, are we, we, we still doing wings after your family dinner? <laughs> oh, shit. Now I remember that one thing I forgot was a delayed Thanksgiving dinner that I was having with my parents that day. And I'm fucking hammered. And I'm going to be showing up about an hour and a half late. So I'm like, okay, Jeremy, just clear the mechanism. Okay, you're so hammered, but you're alert. Your brain is still there. We can figure something out. I had to be like very oh, on point when I got home. And I, but now the booze is taking away my ability to speak really good. So I'm like, but if I just condense this down into like one word answers, whatever question's coming at me, I can hammer this home, eat some dinner, pass out, call it quits. Family intact. <laughs> my friends dropped me off, hilariously laughing all the way because they support me. And... Uh, to the door. I was having trouble walking straight to. It was, I was a bit of a mess. So I opened up the door and then my mom was at the top of the stairs. She's like, Jeremy, have you been drinking? I'm like, one word answer. Yes. How much have you had to drink? No. Oh my God, you're drunk and you're going to ruin our dinner. Yes. She starts crying, and then I realize I gotta go. But I'm too drunk to do anything, but I have my cell phone. Groucho, he lives a block away from me. He can save me. I call him up. I'm like, dude, we gotta go to the bar so I can sober up. Mom's crying. So we fly to a fine dining establishment called Boston Pizza. And at this point in time, I'm done the, like the crazy drunkenness, but now I can just feel the hangover just like creeping up in the backness of my head. Like that, like the stomach's kind of feeling stupid and the, the head's kind of pounding and like lights are getting bright. And I'm like, Oh man, this is going to be a bad hangover, but I know I'm an expert on being drunk. I got to combat this H2O. Yeah. So I'm getting pint after pint of water and I'm just like chugging it like a, like a water drinking champ. <laughs> And I'm just pounding these waters, like bringing jugs, and I'm doing it. And everyone's like, oh my God, you're drinking so much water. And I'm feeling like a pretty big man, because I am drinking a lot of water. Way more water than everybody else. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I hear something, and it's my stomach. And it's saying, party's over. <laughs> Everything in here has got to go. Now I'm in my hometown. I'm in my favorite drinking establishment. I gotta, and I'm not going to run to the bathroom like a chump. I'm just going to coolly strut over to the bathroom, right? Limp walk my way to the men's bathroom. 
I've been in this situation before. I hold my composure, right? I get to the, the stall. I open it up, close it, lock it. I lift the toilet seat like a gentleman. I remove my glasses. I set them on top. Like take a knee to get, you know, like close to the earth so I can get more power. And so as I'm charging up, I don't know if you've been listening to the story, but all I've had to eat is booze and chicken wings. But those chicken wings have been sautéed in whiskey for about three hours. So they're not solid anymore. They're like, like a paste of like hot paste just swirling around in the belly, right? So I'm trying to get it out. And, it, and like, apparently I'm not making the right movement. So I figure maybe the sound's missing. So I start calling my food out. And we know the call. It's like you're calling a, like a dinosaur relative. And like my abs are getting like really tight. And I don't know if I can have enough force. Like pressure is building up. But also pressure is building up. So I get the first heave out. And most of it comes out my mouth. But just enough goes up my nose so I've got this fire in my nose and I have a sensitive nose so it starts bleeding so my nose is bleeding I'm dry heaving and I you know I gotta go toot I gotta toot and I figured okay I'll just fart, I'll, I'll just fart this out we'll go we'll move on with our day but I don't know if you've ever been dry heaving with severe contractions and just trying to toot a little bit but I hadn't done enough yoga that year and it didn't come out as a fart it came out as a shark. Oh, it gets worse. So I'm sharded myself, but we shut it down after that, luckily. I finished throwing up and bleeding into the toilet. And I'm like, okay, Jeremy, we can still play this off. We've got to flush that toilet. So I flushed the toilet, and unbeknownst to me, they had an Australian toilet. Because instead of the water going uh, clockwise and down, it just came up. Yeah, someone had plugged the toilet and left that bomb there for me. Now, I should also mention, at this point in time, I think I'm going to have to go number two. Like, immediately. I'm standing frozen, because if I move, I think I might blow my pants. And I'm just stuck in terror. Because I can't go, but I need to go, and I have to go somewhere. My pants aren't an option. So I'm like, okay, well, there's got to be a women's bathroom in this place somewhere. So I decided I'm just going to, like, penguin walk it, clenching all the way. And then I realized I've got about 10 seconds. So then I start to Ben Johnson steroid freaking it out. I'm going as fast as any Canadian can go to that bathroom. I get in, I slam the door. I start pulling down my pants like you have to. And then, like a shotgun blast. Boom, boom, boom. But luckily I'm a good shooter because I got it all in the important area. And I collapse on the toilet, relaxing, hammered, amazed at my awesomeness. But I also forgot I had to go pee a bit. So I'm just peeing everywhere, all over my pants. Yeah. Oh, like a champ. Okay. Okay. So then I'm like, okay, well, uh, that's another issue. Let's 
let's go back to emergency management here. We'll just, what's the first problem? Is that problem? We'll just wipe that problem away, flush it away. Go problem, right? No toilet paper. Okay, okay. So now I do, like, instead of the the penguin walk, I'm doing, like, the uh, sore bear testicle walk where I'm just kind of in the ladies' washroom praying no one comes in. So I get to the next bathroom stall, and I grab the toilet paper we do. So now I'm cleaned up. Kind of. Uh, it looks like I peed my pants because I've peed on my pants. So I'm just going to throw water everywhere, colony draw, right? Now i got to go and face my community. They're going to think something's up. And if they smell me, I've got a lot of fragrances going on right now. So I know what I'll do. I'll just take some of that hand sanitizer. It's like a little dollop and put it on my wrist and just kind of rub it together. And then go out in the bar just strutting. And everyone starts clapping. (laughs) Apparently I was so drunk, I was yelling out loud exactly what I was doing. Yeah. That was a close call. I almost embarrassed myself that night. Thank you, Calgary. You've been listening to True Story. Our theme music is from Daniel Steinbach's album, The Blade. To comment on this podcast, or to listen to any of our previous stories, you can find us in iTunes or at truestorytime.org. Everyone, I hardly know you, but when something comes and grabs a hold, take the hands that open up a life that's led. Is something gold? I've been alone. I've been.